Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 363rd episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Sandy, uh, I hear it was a pretty big weekend for you. You want to you wanna fill us all in? Yeah, so uh, the big news is that uh, the New York City Half Marathon was today on Sunday. Uh, and boy, was it an experience. So we went to bed early on Saturday. I'm talking like lights out by 930 and then we were so we set our alarms for 5 a.m because we needed to essentially get ready and be out of the door by 6 a.m okay even though our start time was like 8 20 but for whatever reason my body was like maybe just so anxious to like get this race done that i essentially woke up at 2 30 and just couldn't fall back to sleep yeah, I just tossed. That's and not good. Yeah, that's not good at all. Yeah, I understand that. That's why. Oh, damn. That's why I did the wordle so early. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even notice. Yeah, some of my wordle submissions are like two thirty in the morning or three in the morning. Often you guys um, are doing them because it's it's local time dependent. So you guys are often doing them before bed at like midnight, and I often don't get them to them in the morning. And I don't yeah. like to look at people's scores until after I until after I do it because some people at least. Um, use very similar starting words like i for instance use like the same starting word every single time so with that knowledge if you knew what my starting word was and you saw my boxes you would have a fair idea of what letters were in it and not in it so at least for that reason i tend to to avoid looking at other people's until after i do it you know that makes sense that makes sense um so you know i'm up uh the first thing i do is like i i quickly put on all my clothing um and uh like my race clothing and this was one of the warmer uh races in a long time the race temperature was like in the mid 50s to low 60s which is just really really hot for running how how, Um, what was the temperature so first of all when were you getting dressed like did you just start doing that like three in the morning when you couldn't sleep and second um okay what what was the temperature like at race start Restart was probably like low fifties. Oh wow! Okay, um, still up there. Yeah, because prime running weather is about forty-five degrees. I'd say it's uh, and that's like long sleeve with a thin vest, maybe uh, compression pants or like some sort of like a uh, sort of figure hugging tights uh, and like shorts on top, right? The idea is you want to be cold when you start your run, not freezing, but you want to be cold because when you start sweating, right, you want it to still feel like you're sort of, uh, it's still cooling you off while you're running uh, as opposed to it being sort of like stupid hot. Yeah. And so this was definitely the hottest run uh, of the year. And it was, it was kind of tough, but like, so we, we got dressed and then we, we took the, we walked over to the train and then we sort of like got on the train and this is one of those fun moments because the New York City Half Marathon is like a big race. It's like an international race. There's a ton of people. It's actually broadcast on the news, well, on TV. So you can actually follow the race on like, uh, like one of the local channels in New York. Right. Um, and it starts in Brooklyn. You work your way around Prospect Park. You run across Manhattan Bridge which takes you into Chinatown. 
and then you go up the east side on the bottom, and then you go, you actually run on the highway. Um, all this is like road running, which you've seen with the Brooklyn Half and, and you know, the, the marathon. But um, you run along the the actual highway, so like they close northbound traffic, and it's only southbound. But like, so you're running up the east side, you run towards the UN, you turn in at 42nd Street, which is essentially like the UN exit, uh, and then you cross over to Midtown, and then you run through Times Square up to Central Park, You take and then you loop into Central Park and you're done. So of all of the races in New York, outside of the marathon, this is probably one of the best routes. Uh, because, you know, Brooklyn is cool, but uh, with Brooklyn, you're sort of like stuck in Brooklyn and you're there's like a probably like a seven mile stretch that's just a straight line so it gets really boring because it's also heavily residential but this one you're like in and out of the park and then you're in and out of like downtown brooklyn and then you turn and then like oh my gosh you know we're about to go up over the manhattan bridge oh now you're in chinatown in manhattan so like the views are incredible the entire time yeah um but we we get there and it's like okay uh well i use the bathroom before i leave uh, so you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you Sandy, gotta... In, Sandy in his bathroom running, running bathroom oh stories. Oh my gosh. So always. So I try something. to, I try to, I try to like release all of my, all, all of the, the bowel contents before I leave, but that wasn't possible. And I know that I'm going to pee before the race again. So I was like, all right, let's get there. So it, it, you know, you get off the train and I'm already feeling it. I was like, oh gosh, right. gotta find a, gotta find a porta potty. Um, but, but before you get there, you're basically walking into the park and if you needed to check a bag, the New York road running company allows you to, they provide these really big clear bags because they can't, you're not allowed to check a backpack because for fear of like bombs and stuff. So they got to be able to see what's in everyone's bag. Yeah. Uh, but because of a, with a race of this volume, it's essentially, they, uh, they contracted out to UPS. So there's probably like two dozen UPS trucks. And they're all marked with like uh, your bib number. So like from maybe bibs 1000 to 4999, um, they go into this sort of UPS truck. And then it's like sequential all the way down to like 15,000 or something. Wow. You just find the, the you know, the UPS truck that's yours and then you, you give it to them and then they drive it over to Central Park later for you to pick it up. Awesome. Um, so you're, you're walking past that and then there's like a really serious uh, metal detector, like one point of entry multiple like lines of cops that like let certain runners through and then um you go through the metal detector you gotta take all the metal out so it's like all right you made it out there and then you see basically lines and lines of porta potty so like all right gotta get in the line you know this is gonna take a long time now what's frustrating is they basically broke up like imagine two lines of porta potties uh on either side of a, a dirt path so like you're walking in between porta potties and it smells horrific but there's like they're like broken up into groups of ten, right? So it's like ten porta potties, a small space. Another ten porta potties, a small space, and they do it basically. There's like a hundred porta potties, so ten groups of ten, uh, and then uh, on both sides, so like two hundred porta potties, right? But because there's thousands of people running, the lines are pretty long. But what was frustrating was some groups had one line for ten porta potties, so those lines would move really fast. And other times there'd be like two or three lines for temp porta potties, so you'd essentially be breaking up a group of ten into like two or three porta potties at a time. Right. Now, also because of the volume of runners, they have multiple waves. 
the first wave, which is like professional runners and just people who can run 13 miles in about like less than an hour and a half, they go first and they start at 720. And then the next wave, which is a wave I, sh I used to be in, uh, and they still have me in that wave, but I'm just not physically fit enough to do that. That wave starts at, I believe, 8 o'clock, and the next one's at 8.20, and the final one's at like 8.40. So you've got people trying to rush through to make sure they reach their corral. Because a lot of people are running for time. Like, it's a big deal, and I know that for me, I wasn't running for time at all. That uh, I was just here to, like, see if I could, with very little training, could I run a half marathon? Uh, and nice venue to make that effort. <laughs> Yeah, right. Just like, hey, is it, can it be done? Yes. And um, what's it called? So the the line is like moving slowly and slowly. And then as you get closer to the front of the line, you're like, you start hearing, oh, there's no more uh, toilet paper in this one. Oh, oh no. There's no toilet paper in that one. Oh, and you're no. like, oh, my goodness. This is no good. Um, and so... Thankfully, the one that was in line for had a little bit of toilet paper left at the end. Uh, and then similar to the Kevin Hart joke, I was in line. I was just like, you're just doing that deep, heavy breathing. You know you, you know it. You felt it before. You're like, you can see. It's almost like, you know, you can see the bathroom, but you know it's not your turn yet. And so I'm just like constantly counting like how many people are ahead of me. Yep. Oh, my God. It's taking so long. Yada, yada, yada. And... Uh, it was it took a while to get to the front but when i did it was just like it all just sort of fell out of me and then thankfully after that we were all set uh but you know so i had dressed in a tank top and running shorts but i i, I took a uh a thin long sleeve uh which was a, a race shirt from another race and I put that on top, and I knew that as the race was about to begin, they have these. They have a, a ton of, um, they have a ton of bins for you to return clothing in. And so, uh, essentially, just as they blow the whistle, uh, Karen and I we like take off uh, the the outermost layer, and then we start running. And so, I go out, and two miles in. I start to feel a pinch on my right hip. And I go, okay, well, I knew this was going to happen. I didn't want it to happen this soon, but it was like two miles in. All right, well, let's see if it ends up going away. Because sometimes something will like creak a little bit and mm -hmm. then uh, it'll it'll go away. It's like, all right, well, if it goes away, then then you know we're all, we're all set again. Um, but what was frustrating was my music couldn't load properly because of the amount of people that uh, were like this. You know, it's like one of those moments where like you come out of a sporting event and like the lines are just jammed because everyone's on their phone type of situation. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's what happened. And uh, so I, I wanted to, I told you, I wanted to listen to Jinx and Shay's uh, no, no Skips. skips. Because this week's episode was Lupe, Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor. I've been listening to it. I'm about halfway it's so through. so good. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so, it, like, all right, really I was like, all right, two miles in, you know, I'm listening to, like, some old John Mayer music that was, like, somehow, like, downloaded onto my phone. I was like, all right, well, I don't want to listen to this the entire time. The whole point was, like, I'm super stoked. I'm going to listen to Jinx and Shay. 
talk about one of my favorite hip hop albums. And so what I ended up doing was I like I uh, I stopped off to the side really quickly. I took my phone out and I made sure I could load it. And then I started running again. But because I had stopped, it like pinched even harder. And I go, oh god, all right, this is going to be something to have to monitor this time around. So I'm like running. And it's heating up, and I'm also running this 13 miles, not only really out of shape, right? Because I'm not in finding shape whatsoever. But I also realized that, not realized, but I made the conscious decision to not run with one of those hand bottles that you've seen me run with before. Yeah. Um, just because, like, you know what? I figured it would be cool enough. I didn't, like, I run, last weekend I ran 10 miles with no water. Just because I was like, it was cold enough. It was also, that was like the day on Saturday. I don't know if you guys got hit with it out in Chicago, but we had hail. Wow. So it was like, it, it started with snow and then uh, rain and then hail with like gale force winds. And I was out there running and I was like, it wasn't that bad uh, just because it was cold. So like sometimes for me, if I run in the cold, I don't feel as thirsty. You know what I mean? Um, and so I was going to try and mimic that energy again. Uh, for this particular run um, but because I uh, because it started to warm up I had to hit a couple of the water stations I'm running through downtown Brooklyn I'm running over the Manhattan Bridge and the Manhattan Bridge like grade level is pretty intense I think it's like a hundred and fifty feet climb in the in less than a, a mile so you basically it feels like you're seeing this large hill ahead of you right you see all these people you see them slowing down from like the distance you're like I kept looking, I'm like, are those people moving? Is the bridge closed? Are we having, a, like, a last-minute detour? But when you get up there, you're like, oh, this is when they say that they're running uh, sort of mechanics change because you have to lift your uh, your knees up higher to drive your legs up, and you got to, like, really start to swing your arms back and forth to carry the momentum up. Uh, but a lot of people start to walk on that bridge just because if you haven't trained on that bridge, you're not used to that kind of hill. It's, like, a really serious hill. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I made it over and as you're running to the top, you can see the financial district of Manhattan on your left. So that's always a cool thing. Uh, you, you come back down on the other side, it's a really steep downhill, but then you're like, you're in Chinatown, which is kind of cool. Um, the energy out there was infectious because this was like the first big race, uh, that wasn't the marathon last year. So like, you know, people are cheering again. It's like these big races, you always get a good crowd, even though just like regular people, and you know you're I'm running up the east side, and then I hit the uh, the FDR, which is the uh, the east side highway. Um, and this is tough because the sun's out now for at least an hour, or maybe an hour and a half. And I'm running on tarmac, but this is like highway tarmac, so there's not a lot of trees. You can feel the sun beating off of the tarmac. You can also smell the exhaust from the cars that are like flying down the highway on the other side. And it's a really hilly part of the race. So I had to walk a few times and normally I don't like to walk in like, uh, especially in the half marathon. Yeah. Uh, when I'm in shape, I'm not stopping, you know, and I, I think my best is probably one hour, 40 some minutes. Uh, today I wasn't anywhere close to that, but, um, and there's and, and I think the the best sense of like my the shape that I've been in is when I'm in fighting shape I'm like I, I got a good weight I probably have to lose like maybe five to seven pounds right now to be in better weight but it's also like body composition I got to do a lot more band work because my hips are real 
week and all that stuff. My IT band's a little tight, but I can bang out a half marathon no problem on the weekends. Like that's that should be okay for me to do when I'm like in shape. It's like you know, no, you're not glorifying it. It's just like I can I can run 13 miles. It takes about less than two hours. You find a good podcast, like, a, like especially like a, a no skips, like a one hour, 50 minutes. Like, that's great. That's the entire run, and I'm back home. Um, but today was just, I just didn't have it, man. I had to walk on the highway a couple of times. Um, and like, once you, it's almost like breaking the seal, you know? It's like, once you decide that you're walking, the barrier to walking every subsequent yeah. opportunity yeah. just falls so low. You're like, oh, I guess we're not doing that today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And so, that's uh that's what I had to deal with. And I walked at the 32nd Street exit on the east side, and then I walked again on the 42nd Street exit because it's like an off-ramp. So you go, it's like a pretty steep climb, and then you take a hard right, um, and then you're on like the east side, and then you're running all the way across from first half to seventh half. But there's like it goes, I think it goes like first half. Let me let me just pull the map. I don't wanna misquote this, but um, God, I'm already, uh, I'm already having like flashbacks. Um, <laughs> let's see. Why is my Google Maps freaking out? So you turn on 42nd and then, so you have the United Nations Plaza. So that's technically first Ave. So that's one Avenue and each Avenue is probably like two to three streets. Um, so it goes first Ave, second Ave, third Ave. And then you think it goes fourth Ave. But it's actually Lexington Ave, and then of instead of 5th Ave, it's Park Ave, because 5th Ave is like, uh, it goes Park Ave, and then it goes Madison Ave, and then 5th Ave, hmm. and then 6th and 7th. And so, how many avenues is that? You go from 1 to 2, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, so it's, I guess it's still 7, oh, it's 8 avenues, it's 8 avenues, and then you're in Times Square. And so you see like all the really cool uh, billboards. There's no uh, automobile traffic. So you're literally running through the streets of Times Square, which is like so rare to do. You know what I mean? You, like this is yeah. the only time of the year that you can do it. Um, it's, it's on this particular race. Is it packed then, up there? Like the whole the Oh, it's whole packed. Route? Oh, it's super packed, dude. Okay. Not only are there a ton of runners, but there's just a ton of people cheering because not only do you have New Yorkers cheering, but you also have a ton of just – uh tourists just like what is going on you yeah. know what i mean yeah um and then you go from 42nd and 7th all the way up to 57th and 7th and that's a slow uphill all the way to times uh to sorry all the way up to central park and then you cut east on 59th street uh and then at the uh at the plaza hotel you turn left into the park you run up the east drive and at that point it's only like it's less it's about a mile left but your legs are shot it's all uphill at this point again they saved all the uphills for the end and then by the time i got done like i wipe i can already tell that my black uh uh what's it called the the black uh tank top that i was wearing had like white streaks on it already so that's all the salt that has like all of my sweat has dried and crusted into salt and then when I, like, take – you know how, like, you'll take the bottom of your tank top to, like, wipe sweat off your face? Yeah. Um, I wipe it, and it's dry, but, it, like, you just see, like, essentially, like, powdered sugar or powdered salt 
Oof. like wipe off of my wow. face. So like Jeez. on a black tank, it's all just like white crust of salt. <laughs> and, you know, they force you to walk from like, I want to say maybe 69th Street in the park all the way south. And they don't, they, they make you walk a little bit until you get the metal, which is a harder metal. And then they also walk you a little bit further and they give you like a big goodie bag. So like in the goodie bag, there's two kinds of Gatorade. I got a blue Gatorade and a yellow Gatorade. And then they also have like this, I have it in front of me right now. It's called Flow, which is alkaline spring water. I have no idea if this is like, you know, voodoo magic, but it's essentially, they're saying 100% naturally alkaline spring water. And they go sourced from our artisan spring uh flow naturally collects electrolytes and essential minerals giving it an alkaline ph of plus 8.1 and that smooth delicious taste but it's just water you know what i mean yeah um so they, they give you one of these they give you an apple and they give you uh uh what's it called a small thing of uh, hanover pretzels or snyder's pretzels just because they're like one of the, uh, the sponsors nice. and then you get a, a mask and i was like okay that's really it uh oh and an apple and so and a what uh, sorry oh uh, and an apple oh okay got, uh, it, got it. yeah because normally when you run like the four milers or the five k's or whatever at the end of the race they give you not only some water but uh and just water throughout the race but there's also um they usually give you a bagel uh because obviously it's new york and uh they usually happen in the morning so you get a bagel and you can get an apple but i usually just eat the bagel um and so that's that's been nice so like essentially instead of going out and buying bagels you run a race they give you a bagel um but this time around we ended up walking up to my good friend pat's parents place because they bought an apartment on 72nd street that literally overlooks the park and so they had come in pat and kate who had just recently moved to boston they came back to so that pat could run the race we are our friends. Uh, Greg also ran the race. So, like, everyone got together again and got to hang out a little bit. Um, and cool. so that was that was the morning. Uh, and then we went to go see two additional apartments afterward, which is, like, Carolyn and I are already physically exhausted. We walk home. Yeah, I can't believe shower. you did this. And I'm telling you, you know how, like, you have that hard workout? You take a, a hot shower afterward. You just feel like all the energy has been drained out of you. Yep. Uh, but we had to, you know, put on our adult clothes and then go back out and see two more apartments. And then, uh, in order to celebrate the, uh, 13 miles that we ran today, we ordered Domino's, uh, (laughs) you ordered in in New York city, you ordered Domino's. Domino's is delicious. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not necessarily knocking the, the, the choice of Domino's per se or the, the, the quality of Domino's pizza, like like Domino's has its place. I, I I still to this day will eat Domino's pizza from time to time. However, I guess I just feel like, and maybe this is my perspective as an outsider, right? Like if I'm if I'm if I'm coming to the city, one of the things I'm definitely getting is going to be a slice of New York pizza. Oh yeah, and I guess it also depends want, on what kind of pizza you want, right? Yeah, because that's true too. Are you are you in uh, Neapolitan style pizza, or do you like like bigger doughy or crust? Mm-hmm. I guess the thing, the other aspect is. Uh, at least for when it comes to the consideration, Lane and I will make if we're going to get Domino's is just the price, the price per slice. Uh, you know, if we, if we ha- if we're having a bunch of people over, we're not going to go out and like get a thirty dollar right. deep dish pizza and try to get multiple of them. You know, so we're you know, 
I, I, I get I get that aspect of it too, but yeah. just still as like a celebratory Domino's uh, dinner or, or meal is yeah. funny to me. It was delicious. Let me tell you, it was so delicious. <laughs> um, crushed it so fast. Uh, I ate six out of the eight slices. Damn, you didn't uh, leave her with anything. <laughs> I mean, she had two. Was she uh, was she content with two? <laughs> yeah, she was content with two because she also ordered the cinnamon sticks. Oh, uh, so she ate most of the cinnamon sticks. The the idea uh, of like her going back to the kitchen for seconds and the the box is empty. And she's like, yeah. wait, S- Sandy, where? I asked. I asked before. I was like, "Are you going to eat those two? She yeah. goes, "No." And I and in two seconds, those were gone. Fair um, enough. Yeah. So that that was our day, but uh, man, it is it is exhausting, and we are going to bed very soon. I can I can understand that. I, I'm I'm glad I was able to uh, to record with you a little bit earlier. I, I I knew that I knew that you'd run, but I hadn't had this story. So um, congratulations to you guys for for running that. Um, you know, I feel like you've you've run enough of these where yeah, you can even with with because think about the amount of effort and training that it took for you to get to your first half marathon, right? And how difficult oh, yeah. it was for you to run it. And I guess there's a lot of le- there's a lot less pressure on you now. So when the consideration or the thought of like walking enters your mind, and and you're you know you're not sitting here like oh I'm trying to get a um, you know you're not you're not trying to get like a, a personal record or anything like that. You are. You, you know, you're just trying to, you're just trying to, it's not, it's not as stressful. I know you did wake up at two in the morning, so there's certainly a level of anxiety that still comes with it, but, um, I, I, I still think it's, it's pretty, uh, impressive. Like, I, I don't think I could, I know I could, but man, getting, getting the, the ability to run anything longer than like a 5k for me is just, whew. I've only run any, I've only run like maybe four miles w- without stopping, like once or twice in my entire life. That's like the, mm-hmm. that's like the longest ever uh, run. Um, so it's you know massive props to you guys because uh, it's it's very impressive to me. Like the fact that there's so many people who do it, it's it's uh, kind of crazy. But yeah, very cool, very good stuff. Yeah, so we uh, just very uh, very stoked that it's behind us. Um, but yeah. I'm gonna start to do a lot of more band work to like strengthen on my hips. I mm-hmm. have to. I say this every year. But I need to strengthen my hips. I got to strengthen my core because I have the stamina to run far. But it's usually not my legs that give out first. It's usually my hip, or if it's tr- like, and because there's that uh, the IT band that goes all the way down the the outsides of your body, right? That and because I pronate, so like I don't know how you run, but like the way that I run is my legs. If you put both your hands out to mimic my legs. They sort of overlap a little bit, so it's almost like I'm running along a single line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As opposed to my both my feet are okay. on parallel sides okay. of the line, where like it's a little bit more sort of the the biomechanics are a little bit different. I see. But because my feet turn in a little, not turn in, but like my legs swing yeah, in a little right, bit, right. there's extra like angle uh, pressure and downforce um on that it band if i don't do a good job of strengthening my hip then like first my hip hurts and then the outside of my thigh hurts and then the outside of my knee hurts which is like really painful and then if i still haven't done uh anything about it then it travels essentially to my soleus and my achilles so like all of this is essentially like uh, it's all compensating for itself. You know, if it hurts here, let's try and do something else. Yeah, if it yeah. hurts there, it keeps pressing down. Like, it just gets worse and worse. 
And so I have to do a better job of, uh, of managing that. For sure. Yeah. Sounds good, man. All right. Well, if you don't mind, I'm going to get out of here so that I can pass out. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I'm Rezo. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.